0: The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Borkfilm and Craig Cerventi. All right, yes. it
1: is Verging on Greatness, uh, a podcast Why? where <laughs> me, Mike, and my friend Craig. Hi, Craig talking voices like this
0: (laughs) i dare you to keep this up for the next hour
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that's probably enough of that um where we talk we don't talk in voices like that we talk uh, in our normal voices but we talk about movies that are verging on greatness that are nearly perfect nearly great but not quite something is missing something is not working that little special something is off
0: that and that hot
1: sauce, <laughs> hot sauce is cold it's <laughs> hot f- sauce, not hot flavorless um and so today uh today we're, we're picking up uh cult classic office space from uh 1999 um all the way back in those Halicon yeah, days go, go and, 1999 go the, the good days the good days there is um y2k is mentioned in this movie i like so so much. Some days yeah. some days I forget about Y2K and
0: then there it is. It's oh yeah, <laughs> that was a thing. Hey, uh, remind me to come come back to Y two K. I have a lot to say about Y two K. I yeah, I, I did we need to caveat this episode as well.
1: I, I am a manager of a, of an office and so <laughs> some of my, my my team, my colleagues will listen
0: to this podcast. Craig works in IT. Um <laughs> I, I both work in IT and I am a manager. Um, so I am. I started when I when I first was introduced to this film. I was um, the Ron Livingston character. Now I'm the Lumberg character. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't do, have a Porsche, but I, next
1: yeah. Time, next time we have a dress up day in the office, I must remember to go as Lumberg. <laughs> get get myself one of those power shirts with a different colored yep. collar and some suspenders. And the glasses with the uh, extra yeah. bar and a cup of coffee, just walk around. Walk around <laughs> world's cup, greatest boss. <laughs> walk around with a the coffee cup.
0: Going, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to get you to come in on Saturday. So <laughs> if you could just go ahead and do that, that'd be that'd great. That'd be great. It's, that'd be great. It's so it's so What's memeable. Happening?
1: So memeable, isn't it? It's absolutely. It should have been made. It should have been made 15 years later. At, I mean, obviously, it's made the zeitgeist
0: anyway, but. Just it certainly so has memeable. it's it's time traveled better than back to the future you can just um, you so can just it, imagine this
1: taking off online like it it, it, it took off on video uh, Yeah. and dvd what was on 1999 is kind of in between video and dvd um so that's like it didn't make much bank at the box office it took off on video cult classic you can you can absolutely imagine it just killing it um online just social sharing and memeing making this an absolute huge hit
0: oh yeah um and and certainly certainly was definitely it was definitely one of those movies uh, i saw it in cinema um i it, it wasn't on in regular cinema it was excuse mm. me it was on in in our house um or in new zealand that means the rialto Um, and so I went with people to see this at the Rialto. Um, I can't remember if I went with a girlfriend or not. I feel like I probably did, but, um, I certainly was working in an IT office or in an IT company, uh, when, when this came out. And, um, I have certain, it certainly resonated with myself and my colleagues, uh, when we watched it. Um, I don't think we had the justification to feel like we were those, the characters in this film. Um, but, uh, yeah, certainly we came away from this talking about swing line staplers and burning the building down and we would do it in that Milton voice. <laughs> <laughs> My swing <line> stapler <laughs> just, wow. just burn the place down. Wow, <laughs> Craig,
1: the building. <laughs> you think you know a guy. Craig does an
0: almost perfect <laughs> Milton impression. <laughs> But yeah, Stephen Stephen Root, who who plays uh, Milton, does a fantastic job of this. So, so this is stand out. No, so this is based on. We should kind of contextualize
1: this. So this is um, is it the first? No, it's not the first movie that Mike Judge did because he did the Beavis and Butthead to America. So Mike Mike Judge, who was the director of Office Space, um, he got his start making the the Beavis and Butthead TV show for MTV.
0: That's right. Yeah, they, and did for go
1: late eighties, or early nineties? Beavis
0: and ButtHead. No, surely they went in the 80s. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's exclusively a child of the nineties. Yeah. So, um, I, I think Beavis and ButtHead come out of a, um, out of a, an animated sketch done for MTV called Frog Baseball. I'll let you fill in the details or let your <laughs> imagination run wild with what the concept there is. Um, but yeah, he does. So I'm fairly sure there was, um, a short as well called Office Space. Um, and I I think I've seen it on YouTube. I, I, sorry, I have seen it on YouTube. I don't know why I'm being coy. Um, but the Milton and Lumberg characters exist in, in the state that they do in the film in the, um, the Office Space short. And although I read that there are four shorts uh, called Office Space. I've only ever seen the one, but that is mm. it is the scene of Lumberg taking Milton's stapler, asking him to move his desk further back so they can get some more boxes in here, um, and Milton talking about burning down the building. So um, all of that exists in its entirety in um, uh, the, the the finished film. And
1: that would have, so that would have been made at the time to air kind of as, as filler on MTV, right? There was no, there was no YouTube, there was no video sharing.
0: No. And, and kids of today probably don't appreciate this, but like for a very brief period of time in the nineties, so MTV, the joke, the joke is that MTV used to play music. Um, and that was its entire programming content was music with video DJs that would come along and like introduce the music. Uh, but then in the 90s they started to diversify their their um their offerings and they started producing original content um and one of the first things and mike judge was part of that so he does uh, frog baseball and office space then he does beavis and butthead um and then you're absolutely right i think he does the the beavis and butthead to america um and then i think the next the next thing he does is it's live action and um uh, just in case it wasn't clear all, all of his previous work was animated um mm. and then uh and then the next thing he the, the uh, after the success of beavis and butthead um and mtv he someone someone gives him money to make office space so that's that's how we get to this film yeah. um and it's apparently based on his experiences for, for working in an office and and i feel that's true right
1: yeah and i I had to look this up because ricky gervais did the same thing about the office the uk tv series and i looked this up so that came out in 2001 so office space predates the office yeah and then the office uk then spawned the us office um which is a few years arguably
0: a much bigger beast so
1: yeah yeah that turned into it it, it turned into its own its own kind of like you say, its own beast sting Um, and, and yeah. it, it, be, it became quite different. Um, but obviously he's, he's really tapping into, he's tapping into a zeitgeist here, um, from people. Yeah. People who, who do work in these work in these jobs. Um, uh, the other ones, other obvious ones, um, fight club and American beauty both come out in 1999 as well. Um, also tapping into a, an, an anti-corporate anti-work, um, anti-work culture
0: zeitgeist yeah Yeah. a real a real distaste Uh, for for pointless jobs is it is it pointless jobs or is it is it anti-capitalism because Mm. um certainly certainly fight club is anti-capitalist um because it's all about return to you know he literally has uh the, the tyler durden character literally has a speech about wearing leather clothes that you will wear for the rest of your life for the rest of your life he's definitely talking about an anti anti-capitalism anti-growth um, point of view a- real anarchist stuff right yeah so but you're absolutely right sorry i'm not trying to derail you there
1: no and and then i'm just yeah just just kind of i was interested that, look looking back to see that this because the office uk became such a phenomenon and you can kind of tie changed so much about office cultures and oh, um yeah every yeah you know, it's very difficult not to see yourself as, as when you work in an office kind of see things through that lens it was it was, but it was so different as well and that mockumentary style um and the the the, the cringe humor like just cringe humor not yeah they didn't didn't really have jokes it was just kind of But that's such an English thing, right? Like that's,
0: yeah, the the English really have a, have a thing about cringe humor and, and, or cringe shows. Um, uh, even, even scumbag or dirtbag, is it dirtbag or scumbag? I forget. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the show she does that there's a lot of cringe in Mm. that as well. Um, but, um, I'm not a big fan of the whole cringe movement. Um, (laughs) if you could even call it that. Uh, but, um, yes, certainly, certainly, uh, this isn't this isn't going for that this is going for more traditional uh Hmm. here are the 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 mind numbing realities of working in an office Um, managers getting upset about tps reports um and uh being told off three different ways from sunday or seven different ways for every boss in the building coming around to tell you why you're you need to put a cover sheet on your tps report um
1: the other so. one, the other, I, d- I, th- I thought of clerks with this as well. Obviously, that's you '94. That's a, few, that's a few years ago. Um, that's also yeah, uh, railing against pointless jobs. That's even more pointless than this, where it's you're you're just working a register. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's funny
1: this, and I think there's something in that where not so much clerks, but thinking about th- what is it about the mid to late '90s that really launched that that office because th- well, I'm I think, glad you asked Mike yeah, c- compare uh, it to something like the, 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 sec- <laughs> the secret of my success in the 80s which is about someone working a shit job in an office but he has he has hope for promotion and he achieves it where yeah. I think it's, it's that complete lack of the lack of hope that, that the, the all well, that, it's all, a real gen x thing right yeah all it's anybody that, in this whole, movie that slacker generation yeah yeah, yeah. The, the best you can expect
0: is actually to stay in the job the worst you can expect is yeah. to be fired for no fired. reason for no reason arbitrarily by by consultants who come in who don't know who don't know anything about your company or the job that you do but reduce you down to like a, a, a very specific set of instructions and then the next thing you know you're out the yeah. no door. so um, yeah I think that's I think that's uh, certainly the 90s but it's funny you should ask because uh, you know what was it about the, the 90s that that bred this and well if, if you really want to take it all the way back i think it's the fall of the iron curtain and and the fall of communist russia um because uh that means that america has won so there are no more battles to fight so the only battles left to fight for americans now is the is the is the culture at home um and so you have this after especially after the 80s and with uh, reaganomics and and the reagan era and the bush era so that's all the way from 82 to 94 um and so and then now you've got um, a, a saxophone playing president in the white house and hmm. uh things are un, 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 unreasonably optimistic Nine Eleven is 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 still a decade away uh, not when this movie is made it's two years away um but yeah who's who's left to fight there's no one there's no one left to fight so suddenly suddenly your war is being fought in the office and so i think i think there's this you're right so it's this anti-railing against um that, that '80s capitalist you know uh, greed is good mentality. Um, so you come back from that. So I think this is. The,
1: that's all, and that's sort of also it, a Tyler Durden line, isn't it? That they don't that, that their generation has doesn't have a great war. They don't have no a great more Depression. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um. There's no World War Two. This I don't have a Vietnam. Yeah. Um. No. And but it's kind of weird that we we structure our society based on like the wars that we fight. Um, and this is being recorded uh, in the third month of the Russian invasion of of um, uh, of, of Ukraine, so um, which is happening not far from where I am right now. Well, not far. Uh, it's in Europe. I'm in Europe. So at the tail end of a pandemic. So mm. <laughs> fun times.
1: <laughs> um. So uh. So we should talk about we should talk about the things, the events that actually happen in <laughs> and, and the movie um and the, the people
0: who are Wait, people played
1: by the characters. Well, the characters who are played by the people, the actors who do the acting uh, in the movie. The actors who do the acting we in the movie. Watch the actors
0: yeah. doing the acting. Um,
2: Did
0: we though? <laughs> uh yeah we should. Uh so so office space. Um uh gosh who we got in this so if, Ron you Livingston? so if you haven't seen it so um main character
1: is peter 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 gibbon peter i want to say peter griffin which is that's wrong that's family game. that's peter, a, that's G- a
0: whole other peter
1: gibbon peter gibbon um, yeah. And, and yeah he he works in he works in a white collar job he works in an office what's the uh, it's innotech, isn't it in attack it's kind of generically yeah. named um business tech um, company it's, in the 90s it's yeah not exactly clear what they do but his job is to um, future proof all of the computers for y2k which is basically yeah basically running through running through sheets and sheets and sheets, and sheets of data and just looking for adding, adding uh yeah. twos and zeros to to replace yeah. the so, to in, in place of where the ones and nines would be except the ones and nines were left out to save on space which all sounds That's right. bonkers if you were born beyond about 1990, but it was a thing. Look it up.
0: <laughs> Once upon a time, bits and bytes were all you had to work with. Uh, <laughs> mega megabytes were unheard of, and terabytes and gigabytes were, were fictional things. Uh, so yeah, nowadays we talk about we talk about terabytes of data, um, and and your average phone has more has more um, data storage in it than. I don't know a, a combined countries in in 1981 so yeah a small a small western nation's worth of data is just randomly hanging around in your phone um but yeah so it's definitely a, it's definitely a programming company that they, they yeah. definitely work in in code um and they're constantly talking about layoffs uh, which is hilarious uh because uh i mean there would have some serious layoffs and and just two years later uh when when year 2000 rolls around and the um mm, the, the vast efforts of many com yeah the best. dot bomb yeah <laughs> the dot bomb as it was being called um but yeah and and i think this is the time period where people were buying and selling domains or web domains for insane amounts of money mm. um i think i can't remember which one it was famously i want to say it was pets.com or or something like that sold for millions Um, because people didn't want to be left out without a cool web domain because it was the new scarcity or scarcity Um, so yeah it's a weird time period Um, and and Mike Judge obviously worked in a job or worked in an office like this Mm. Uh, so um, uh, so anyway they're working in this office there's a lot of he's got some
1: quirky co-workers he's got some quirky co-workers one of them's name is Michael Bolton um uh unfortunately cue, michael bolton. Cue a lot of cue a lot of gags about about being michael bolton being michael bolton <laughs> um the other one has an unpronounceable um i think it's middle eastern name yeah um, samir
0: um cue, he's got an unpronounceable surname which is an a, unpronounceable surname unpronounceable surname yeah um
1: uh peter also so he's got a terrible boss um you will have seen this boss in in the meme
0: um that'd be the, that'd be great meme yeah that'll be great yeah uh and he, and they've got a co-worker they've got a, a selection of um strange co-workers but um most most notably uh, Stephen Root as he, Milton.
1: He seems um, to be the the Lumberg, the boss. He seems to be his direct line manager, Peter's direct line manager, which means he's like about a he must be about a tier four boss but he yeah, still drives a pretty, porsche he's still he's, driving a porsche he's
0: not a he's, he's not a well-paid man <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm not exactly i'm not exactly top of the court of the org chart but I, I i report to the personally i report to a, a c level um so like pretty high up the the company chart uh and i don't drive a porsche so i mean maybe maybe if i worked at a Fortune 500 company that'd be a a different story
1: maybe it's maybe he's going for a like a you know dress dress the way you want to the way you want to be seen (laughs) drive drive the car that like he hasn't paid that he hasn't paid that porsche off he's that's taking like two (laughs) he's still got a couple more payments on that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so the boss the boss drives a porsche and uh likes to bust peter's balls about insignificant shit what well, the 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 mcguffin kind of insignificant thing is they're called tps reports which come up throughout the movie yeah that's that's the thing that everybody uh the, Hates. the kind of pointless pointless bureaucracy that um all the bosses like to harp on about um to feel like they're doing I, th- I think jobs. the modern
0: the modern equivalent would probably be a time a time sheet or a time report yeah but yeah yeah
1: um, he also um, uh, he he has a he has a, a girlfriend on kind of on a, on off kind of girlfriend who you only actually see in one <laughs> one scene, which is the inciting incident where um, he goes to a hypnotherapist um, who removes who who uh, puts Peter under hypnosis and, and removes his concern about his job, uh, but then before he can he can add it again. In, in the hopes of kind of easing easing his his stress and anxiety about his job, the hypnotherapist probably dies, um, leaving yeah. leaving and Pete, leaves leaving Peter stuck in a a hypnotized a, um, uh, state, permanently optimistic, permanently state, yeah uh, uncaring about the the yeah. his worries, permanently relieved of his worries about retaining his job. Um, q q and 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 therein therein lies the comedy as he goes and goes about his goes about his job with absolutely zero fucks given
0: uh which is funny because they very quickly then in this film forget that he has zero fucks about his company because he suddenly has a lot of fucks to give um uh within about 20 minutes of that event uh so there's the I think we were talking about this off air. Once again, I think Mike and I have the best conversation about the film off air, and then we we, we forget which parts we've we've discussed, uh, and we in in fear of repeating ourselves, we, we don't bring it up. But I'm pretty sure we discussed this off air, which is um, one of the one of the criticisms that we have for this film is that the the real meat of this. And whether or not Mike Judge came to this by accident or not, is is the zero fucks about your job bit montage that happens immediately after he decides to to give less of a shit about his job, and um, there's a little montage of him gutting a fish on his desk and and not talking to his boss and very deliberately walking around his boss because he doesn't want to come into work on the weekend. Oh, he doesn't come into work on the Saturday and completely ignores mm. all of his calls. Uh, he removes the he removes the uh, the divider. It's in his little cubicle uh, with a power tool so that he can see the window um and so he can see the outside and all of this is being done to the 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 90s seminal classic damn it feels good to be a gangster um which is which is as the, it is in my opinion the zenith of this movie it's the, mm. the best bit is this 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 wage slave uh breaking the chains of his oppression.
1: Yeah,
2: well, that's, that's cutting
0: a fish on his
1: desk. That's exactly as you've said. That's the meat of the movie. That's what you come to this movie to see. That's the yeah. um, uh,
0: That that's the, the that, whole that's, 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 the, hook. that's the whole
1: idea. Yeah. That's that's the hook. It's that wish fulfillment. Man, how I would I go and you know if if Who just hasn't hypothetically, um, <laughs> you had a had a bad day at your job and you just. Uh, You know, you have one of those days, and you just think, "Man, I." I mean, and it's the
0: realistic, yeah, it's the realistic wish fulfillment, right? Because I mean, uh, I I think uh, maybe just a few years after this, um, or even even possibly at this time, we had people um, turning up to their place of work and shooting a bunch of folks. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think, I think, I think this is the realistic. This is the the goal wish fulfillment because you don't want to you don't want to kill anyone. Uh, I mean, I think if you're at that point in your job where you want to shoot people, like it's time to get a new job, just quit. Um, You can get another, you should be able to get another job. Um, But I mean, that might be the the flaw in our society, right? So some people are so niche Mm. and so pigeonholed that that is the only job they can get. Um, In fact, there's a character in this who is is literally pigeonholed uh, and then ultimately shipped down to the basement, hoping Mm. he will just leave. Um and then ultimately he uh he then <laughs> burns down the building uh spoiler alert for a film that's over twenty years old um but uh, yeah uh I think there's there's some messaging in this film yeah. about the way that our society is structured which I think is is not capitalized on and instead mm. there's a heist component to the film instead which is um which is a bit of a shame yeah yeah agree so there's so there's there's kind of there's, there's pacing issues but. Uh,
1: kind of above that there's a just a failure to capital to capitalize on what the the point of the movie what you come to this movie to see and actually provide it um it, it it comes and fits and starts um it, it, the the greatest example of it is the is the prison is the is the, uh, the printer scene right the oh smash, yes the smashing of the smashing of the printer that's the the ultimate release of the um
0: you know the wish fulfillment um, yeah so in context there's a printer in the office that um that is constantly spitting out to to lay people who don't work in it uh, uh messages that don't that don't mean anything pc load letter um uh for example and and it spit it spits out garbage text and um it, uh, my it brethren will will immediately tell you well that's asking for asking you to load U S letter sized paper because there's a four and there's U S letter, uh, and why the Americans have to have their own paper sizes beyond me. But regardless, the rest of the world uses a four and Americans use letter. Um, and the, the junk text is bad driver. Um, but, uh, regardless of that part, uh, it is, it is probably the most, um, uh, memed scene, which is them taking their frustrations of the uh, printer out physically on the printer uh in a gangland murder sequence befitting of a, a Scorsese movie where mm. Scorsese movie where they where the where the informant or the or the the bad person whatever uh gets gets their comeuppance right
1: and again also with a with a, a prominent uh 90s rap uh, uh yeah track rolled Pl- over the top played
0: over the top of it there's actually the whole pretty much the whole soundtrack is is rap so it's 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 certainly one of the first films um and it's that juxtaposition of these these white uh or these these not white but these white collar uh workers um and this urban gangster soundtrack mm. and it's um, but, the but 90s. particularly particularly
1: through the character of michael bolton who's the one you actually see listening to rap at the start that's his introduction that's right um and then you find out later that his name is michael bolton so that kind of further brings out the irony of him being named (laughs) after this um completely
0: middle of the road um this crooner, this this, musician this this, this ballad yeah um and i think this movie does probably go a long way to to the the slandering of michael bolton's name in the popular media Hmm. Um, so michael bolton would have to go all the way through to the lonely island um doing um the, the Michael Bolton sketch song um, about the Pirates of the Caribbean and if you've seen it I can I can include it in the in the link but uh, the Lonely Island are a, a trio of guys headed up by Adam Sandberg from uh, Saturday Night Live fame and Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame uh, and they, they have rap songs um, like a boss uh, I'm on a boat uh, all of these are great are great examples but yeah they do a song with Michael Bolton and so it's not until Michael Bolton in that song uh some 15 years after this film comes comes out that his character is re- rehabilitated a little bit mm-hmm. where we can have a laugh with michael bolton um, and and unironically enjoy his many many gold hits <laughs> um but yeah so i think
1: those back to to the kind of the structure of the movie i i, I think there's yeah there's just not not enough of that what if i could what if i could and fight club does the same thing what if i could go to my boss and tell him exactly what i think what if i could tell my colleagues exactly what i think of them what if i yeah, what if i could fulfill all those all those wishes that i'm having to repress day after day in order to keep my job um, that's what this movie is about and it, 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 it doesn't quite it doesn't quite hit enough of that because i, I don't think it knows and I, I don't think it knows how to structurally and i think part of that the fact that so that hypnotherapy scene so I, I would I consider that the inciting incident that's where that's where his story begins you okay you, that's right you meet him and then something happens which changes his life but that comes 21 minutes into the movie and the movie is only 90 minutes long yeah it's, it's not a long it's not a long film um, you, you want to be having that inciting incident five minutes in that's that's got a that's you've got to get the ball rolling but you spend 21 21 minutes um, with him drifting along um, kind of whining whining about his whining about his job and people ask him about his girlfriend Anne and he says oh I'm not really sure uh, you, do, you do meet the character we haven't mentioned this is his neighbour um, played by Dietrich Bader who's possibly the best best character in the movie <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a he lives in a paper thin uh, you know a, a, a kind of duplex condo the wall, sort of the a, walls are, yeah a duplex with where a wall. the walls are paper thin and and as a neighbor who he, you, you don't you don't always see him, but he's it's implied that he's listening to, the walls are so thin he's, he's part of every conversation and every now and then when you least expect it he'll jump he'll throw something into the conversation and you haven't had any <laughs> idea he's been there <laughs> it's, it's actually there's it's, a there's a great scene
0: where they uh, when, they're, when they're concocting the the scheme to steal money from their office, um, and uh, and there's this discussion about not telling anyone, and then you hear this disembodied voice come through the wall, uh, and this very thick accent. So I won't tell anyone either, brother. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> and D- yeah,
1: Diedrich D- Bader plays plays it really well as well. He's got a ridiculous handlebar moustache, which is yeah, yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit kind of.
0: Oh, so, so Dietrich Bader silly, was but... was was a regular on the Drew Carey show at this at this point in time mm. um as one of Drew Carey's friends I don't know if he I don't know much about Dietrich Bader but um he's just one of these great comedic actors who and character actors who pops up all over the show um he plays that he plays a robber in uh one of my very guilty pleasures uh, uh Euro trip um and um he he uh, Uh, is he French or, or Parisian or Italian robbers? Uh, yeah. Anyway, he, he, he's great. There's a lot of, yeah, he has a lot of
1: the best lines in this movie. I won't get down the rabbit hole (laughs) of just quoting, quoting his lines, but, um, but yeah, I I think that, yeah, so it's, (laughs) so it's, it's slow to start. It takes a long time introducing you and it's, it's, he's a familiar enough character. You, you know, him just from, you know, everything you need to just from the very first scene that he's in, which is that traffic jam scene, um. And then you meet, the, and uh, you meet where the he's, boss. he's jumping from line to line. Yeah, and you meet the yeah. boss, but from from there you can go. Okay, I've, I've, uh, you can get the movie started there, but it takes, you know, it takes a long time for for that
0: um, that hypnotherapy incident to actually happen. And weirdly enough, I think um, they spend a lot of time developing um, the Michael Bolton and the City characters yeah. as well. Yeah, they because do. you get you get a similar shot of Michael Bolton um, driving to work and he's loudly singing along to a, um, a gangster rap song. Uh, then winds up his window and mumbles the song while a perfectly mild-mannered black person drives by in a car. And then, as soon as the person is gone, he goes back to singing the, the loud gangster rap lyrics. Yeah. Um, and he and he's got he's got Navy Seal posters up everywhere. Uh, so uh, I, I I work in IT. I know that guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, in fact, in fact, I I might be partially that guy because I am I am want to sing along with the rap lyrics too. So. Um, <laughs> as my wife points out no one needs a white boy rapping in the corner so um. <laughs> good on you good on you for admitting to that Great. We're really, hey i got i can split really, some bars we're really, I learning, got some flow. really learning
1: about each other today i feel like we I feel like our relationship is really growing <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah so it does it does set up spend a lot of time setting up those characters but it, it also it also i think this speaks probably mike judge's uh, relative inexperience as a director and storyteller at yep. this point in time because um he's he rather than setting up like a, con, a concise coherent flow uh that gets you from point a to point b uh, that gets you from the first and second into the doldrums of the the top of the second act Uh, bottom of the second act i should say and into the third act redemption um he instead he instead goes for uh, sketch comedy so he he here's a skit and so here's a bit so we're going to do this bit and then we're going to have that bit and we're going to have and 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 that that's what drives the story is like how do we get to the next bit i I, want to have a bit about chachkis and their flair okay how do we get there I want to have a bit about a jump to conclusions, Matt. How do we get there? Yeah.
1: Um, There's a, a bit about the, so the, the character in the office who was always talking about sex and framing everything, framing everything sex. Oh yeah. And, and the bone of, coaster. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I work it's, with that guy too. So
1: <laughs> it's in a way it's, it's, it's the template for the, for the office TV series. Cause these characters all appear. Thousand in the percent. Office. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and but the the office te- so that format works better for the office. Yeah. So I, I think I think you have to doff your cap uh, to Mike Judge yeah. because he he saw a, a a niche in the market or he saw an unserviced story um, device, which is the office, um, and he he created a show or he created a film about. The office uh, that would not be realized in in its fulfill in its you know its entirety until not the British Office but the US Office comes along and takes takes that that chalice up yeah. and refines it to something that you 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 are engaged in watching. Yeah, a lot of the time you look at something and you think,
1: man, would this work? Would this work better as Would this work better as TV? And in this case, you can say absolutely yes because it
0: came out as TV two years later yeah, and it worked 100%. fantastic and was hugely popular. It worked fantastically. Yeah, yeah, it, it it changes it around a little bit, but you but the Jim character in the U.S. office, I for, I forget his name in the in the British one. I'm I'm Tim. far more familiar with the Tim, um. But the Jim character and 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 this is a hundred percent the Peter character. Yep. And then um the uh the Michael Bolton character is um I forget the other one's name. Dwight Wilson Rain. Dwight, thank you. Um, is a hundred percent that, and the Lumberg is obviously uh uh the the uh, Carell uh, yeah and, Michael Scott yeah yep, yeah Michael yeah yeah and then you just pepper in all those other uh, colorful characters in the background so yeah agree
1: and it's I wonder what how Mike Judge came to make this as a movie rather than a TV show I wonder if that's how it started it just how, how does someone who's it's definitely made his career to this point making from TV, television come up with an so idea definitely that in the 90s better
0: as TV Maybe but, it's, but instead I mean, makes it the movie because in the 90s tv was shit so no one no yeah. one no one aspired to to make television in the 90s people aspired to make movies mm. and if you to be a success you're making movies so it's not until hbo comes and turns that around with um i think it's the sopranos is the real watershed moment where you can where you could legitimately make respected and, and not only respected but hugely influential show like the Sopranos and all of that explosion of cable TV, original content that follows like, you know, Mad Men, uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Mm. The Walking Dead, um, all of it, all of it. um, It's not until, and, and, and Netflix, let's not forget Netflix. I can talk about that in a tech, but it's not until you get to that point where, um, where, where, where it's respected. But if you want it to be taken seriously, if you want it to be respected, you were making movies so it's it's amazing
1: amazing how quickly that turns around because this by the time yeah, by the time the office tv series comes out which is only about five years after this that's that's completely changed
0: yeah i'm not sure when netflix starts in earnest but um netflix netflix invented the binge watching culture uh, well netflix and dvd box set the box set yeah, so, yeah. It, so it's... And then suddenly and suddenly it becomes... Because, I mean, that's what the... I mean, she's in this, um, uh, Jennifer Aniston. That's what the, the the people at Friends discovered was that... Yeah. Um, not only was Friends in syndication at this point, so at any point in America, you could turn on a television and probably find Friends playing. But when they started releasing these on DVD, um, and, and, and more so DVD than, than video, because video you might get like three episodes or four episodes on a video with a DVD... A, you, if you were packing them on, there, you could get six, seven episodes on a DVD, and you could um, you could just have it on. And so the ability to just play six episodes in a row uh, was, was didn't really exist until yeah. the DVD. And, and certainly, yeah. and pick up where you left off. That's right.
1: Yeah. Or Stop or or and come back s- two days later. Or and play. skip s- skip back and yep. forward, which you couldn't do with VHS. Yep. You could pick up where you left Not, off, I guess, but you couldn't you couldn't skip you could definitely pick up
0: where you left off you know, yeah. the tape's still it's right the there right? But, you have. <laughs> <laughs> but not easily skip so there was no way to easily skip through an episode you could fast forward it but not it's it and i mean i don't want to make it sound like we we had hard times with vhs we didn't but uh, <laughs> i saw but is it, it i saw a um a, a
1: internet internet meme with someone someone posting a, a comment where they said uh, i remember the days when you know you you had a, a commercial break and you had to get up and use the bathroom or do something with the top, the clock ticking before you had to jump back yeah. and be back and your sibling was saying it's back on it's back on and someone had posted a comment Come saying day. someone had posted a comment saying why didn't you just pause it
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh kids today exactly. they'll never understand the struggle exactly. yeah, yeah. We'll never, we'll never uh, or go. or just the uh, just the struggle of like um, your the show that you liked to watch was on once a week at a very specific time yep. slot, um, and so if you wanted, to, I mean, I mean, people get this. I mean, it's it's not that different now, but um, but yeah, Friends was seven thirty uh, on on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. I forget which night of the week it was, um, and so your week revolved around. Uh, and you could almost tell what people were into by what night they weren't willing to go out. Um, so, so they're, oh, they're refusing to go out on a Wednesday night, or they're get, only going to come and see me at after eight. That means they really like Fraser, because that's what's on. Um.
1: Um, so, so other things, other things happen in the movie. Um, so, as as a result of so, as the company's going through a, a kind of. Restructure and a few people are getting laid off, and they're interviewing everybody with the consultants, the Bobs. Yeah, the, the uh, consultants one of them's played both by Bob. John C. McGinley. Yeah, um, and but this this he uh, Peter has his interview with them after he has the hypnotherapy incident. Uh, he he obviously he doesn't care what the outcome is, and therefore he tells them everything that sucks about this organisation, uh, and that you know to to carry on the carry on the premise of the movie. They appreciate his candour and they recommend him for promotion. Um, so not not only does he not get fired, um, you know he starts to be he starts to be listened to and taken seriously, um, but it gets to that that carries on. Which so that would normally be your kind of your first turning point, right? Now things have things have changed. Now things are different. That again comes quite late. That comes at about forty minutes. So another twenty minutes after the after the hypnotherapy, um, that comes about forty minutes, and then the the third change again. Eventually, they have to raise the stakes because there's, there's, at this point, there's really nothing at stake. He doesn't care if he, if he gets fired or not or what happens. So they, they raise the stakes and he discovers that Samir and Michael uh, are going to be fired. Are, are, are about to be fired. Yeah. And, and now that's, so that's where the movie shifts. And that happens about halfway through. Um, and yeah. then the movie becomes a different movie because it becomes, as you alluded to earlier, it becomes a heist movie and it becomes about them planning a, a ripoff. Um, and it's funny to speak of it as a ripoff because they do directly rip off, um, the heist from Superman three. Um, and they, and they refer to it as such.
0: They don't even, they this, don't even, they even describe pretend. it as the Superman three. Yeah. yeah. Um, fun fun fact that that really happened that that yeah. stealing of the money in that way that's a that's a real event that really did happen someone someone managed to defraud a bank in yeah. that very 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 uh, same way uh, and if i if i believe if i if i've got my nerd history correct that guy was um offered a job uh, by the bank to prevent other mm. people from doing the same thing so <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, I, but I think all all of this stuff happens too late because if you're going to make it a heist movie, you can't make it a heist movie. It's 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 too late. Forty eight minutes through, that needs to be earlier, um, because it's 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 not been about this at this point. And like you said, suddenly Peter's
0: drawn into caring again.
1: And narrative, yeah. narrative. He goes
0: from not caring <clears throat> to caring in one scene yep. with no with no with no transition period. So, um, unlike a beautiful fade in a in a Star Wars film, it's a hard cut.
1: And it's it's not that it's not reasonable because he's given a reason to care because he's the hypnotherapy was to cause him to not care about his job, but he the, the narrative narratively he now cares about Michael and Samir. but it's 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 very abrupt and and, it, and it's completely it's it's a real sharp turn um, in terms of in terms of movie storytelling.
0: And it's, it's, a, I mean, dynamically as well, it's, 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 strange because, um, in not caring, he, he then has the, um, he, he has then the self-consciousness is, re, is removed sufficiently that he can go and ask out Jennifer Aniston, um, mm. the Joanna character, which he, he previously just liked her from afar, but had a girlfriend. So she dumps him, uh, a payoff to a joke about everyone thinking that she's having an affair is, is paid off because she is having an affair and she admits to it in a voicemail. Um, and, uh, and then he goes and asks the Jennifer Aniston character out Joanna. Um, and yeah, so suddenly he goes from not caring to and, and having no stakes to suddenly having to caring, having stakes and having a promotion at work all in a very short period of time. Mm. Uh, and I, I have an idea of how this film might have worked a little bit better with the hindsight of twenty years, but uh, carry on. So they the the, the heist the, the, the heist
1: succeeds, but it succeeds much too well. It's meant to trickle money in over the over the course of a couple of years. But they, they, they wind up with three hundred thousand dollars over the course of one weekend and realize obviously they're yep. gonna be caught. Um, there's a sequence where they uh, they're investigating how you might launder money. Um it's actually again and uh, again in the. Uh, and, and the kind of T V versus movie storytelling. There's actually a really good it's a really funny scene where they meet yeah. they meet a guy, a guy knocks on their door, he's selling magazines and he explains that he was addicted to crack and now he's he's on the straight and narrow because he's selling magazines and they say, Hey, you, if you were addicted to crack, you must know criminals, you must know money laundering. Turns out that the guy's actually white collar, he's a software engineer but he makes more <laughs> software makes, engineer. Makes more money <laughs> makes more money scamming people, convincing them convincing them that he used <laughs> to be a crack addict and, and that they should buy magazines from him um which is funny but goes nowhere uh, that's five mm. minutes of the movie dead you could cut you could cut them out you would have no idea they were gone nothing changes from the nothing moment. That nothing changes on the door
0: They and and at no point do they actually resolve that within the show where no they go they can't find a way to 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 hide that money um and it it feels like this this is the kind of thing they should should have thought about beforehand because i mean I mean, that's how you get caught. It's not the crime that catches you. It's the cover-up that gets you. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, they, they... I mean, but that's i mean, that's probably one of the more realistic elements of this film is that um, people are forever um, engaging in crime and they have no idea how to actually do it or mm. get away with it, um, which is why organized crime is so successful because not only do they know how to do it, they know how to get away with it as well. So. Um. Yeah. On,
1: on so on on TV on TV this all works fine and a in a yeah. movie it's it's frustrating
0: and it feels like it's it,
1: it's hard it feels like really it goes nowhere the pace yeah it feels like it
0: goes yeah. nowhere because um, you feel like you're you're getting a narrative thread going you feel like yeah. you're getting momentum you feel like you're you're charging towards the end because narratively you are so trained as a as an audience member as a as a passive viewer of film. To to have the story propel you forward through the story through the three act structure you don't realize it but it's there you have the setup you have the inciting incident you have the you have the the, the downturn, your character is at the lowest ebb at the end of the second act uh, which drives them into the third act um, and in, and into a satisfying conclusion. Yeah. Um, and you should be able to. You should be able to do that with any with any scene in a movie. You, you
1: ask yourself, what what if what would be different if in this movie if this scene was cut? What would not make sense? What's changed in this scene that has moved this forward? And and if and if you look at a scene and you have no idea if you could cut that scene, cut and, it, and nothing else would be different, then it's it's got to go. It shouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, and that's the fun thing about watching deleted scenes in. Um... In, you know DVDs that came with or Blu-rays that came with deleted scenes. Now you have YouTube. You see the deleted scenes. But mm. um, what's interesting with this film is the deleted scenes um, largely are about Peter and how absolutely unhappy and miserable he is at his job. Um, and all of the he has a confrontation with the woman who um, is answering the phone in an incredibly shrill tone. Um, he has several interactions with um, coworkers about. Uh, his job and why he wasn't at his desk there's a, a, a lengthy scene with Lumberg about um, how Lumberg came to his desk at 10 a.m the day the day before and he wasn't at his desk um, I presume this is when they've all ducked out to the cafe mm. or to the restaurant at 10 in the morning uh, but instead of saying hey I, I popped out for a little bit he lies about being in the toilet and uh, Lumberg keeps cornering him on on that lie he keeps going "Why well, check checked the bathroom you weren't there and I, I looked in the stalls and were you wearing wingtip shoes because uh, otherwise you weren't there um so it's this 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 uh, and and uh, maybe maybe it's because i'm older and I'm in a, i mean i have people who report to me i sympathize with the Lumberg character who's an employee who's underperforming <laughs> is ducking out from their job at 10 in the morning like i'm i'm fine with you taking off to get a cup of coffee that's great but like at least just tell me because <laughs> so, someone's going to come and ask me oh where's your guy and then i've got a boss too and he's going to want to know what i'm doing about it so <laughs> what the hell <laughs> yeah. um we're, too, we're the, too old for this movie is what i back here, Mike.
1: the last the uh, 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 the fact that there's nothing uh, nothing has built up to the end through the second act and the third act. that's right it, mean, it means you wind up with a, a deus ex machina ending which, i was just about to say you have is, a deus ex machina he, he he can't he can't resolve anything himself because he has he has no answer to the problem so the problem is resolved completely without input from peter which is that milton burns the building down peter goes yeah he so goes peter, to peter... He goes to confess in a way he, well, he, in a he, way he, learns. he does
0: confess yeah yeah he, he puts he, a note under yeah. the door
1: he learns so it's it's not that he's not it's not that he's not completed his arc it's not that he hasn't learned because he does have a moment he goes he goes to he apologizes to joanna he he decide, for being an ass he decides to take the rap and protect um samir and um uh, michael, michael so he's he's learned that he needs you need to take some responsibility in this world you need to do th- sometimes you need to do things that you don't like so they complete the arc But the 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 situation, the the point of tension, is not resolved by him doing that. He takes his he takes his confession, with the money, slips it under Lumberg's door. But Lumberg never gets it because Melton goes in and burns the building down. Yep. Um, And so, and he therefore Peter gets away. Uh, He loses his job because the building is burned down. Um, but he, he goes and works with, uh, I should know the neighbor's name, Dietrich Bader's character. Anyway, he gets a job working outdoors, uh, in fact, cleaning up the building site, the, the destroyed site. Um, uh, and, and the situation is resolved, but it's through no input of, um, Yeah. Through, through Peter. no agency of his own.
0: Yeah. It's all, exactly. it's all done by Milton, which to bring this full circle milton is the 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 genesis of this story and so ultimately i think uh, mike judge um mm. you know he, he 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 got some good money from from mtv he wants to make a movie he wants to develop the office space uh, skit into something a bit bigger he does so um he has a couple of skit moments some of them lifted wholesale straight from the the, the animated shorts um, but you can't make a movie about Stephen Root's character. I, I think a an hour long or an hour and a half long movie with that with that Stephen Root character, the Milton character, might be a bit much. And ultimately, it's about an arsonist, so um, that's not, not a good comedy. And so you have to, and and the character is too weird for, for regular yeah. audiences. So you need a you need a um, a Ron Livingston, a handsome a handsome handsome charming man. Um, and uh, who the audience can see being you know uh, romantically engaged with Jennifer An- Aniston um, and Joanna and um, and then so you can you can see yourself in that that position and because audiences are more likely to be Milton than they are to be Ron, uh, mm. than they are to be Peter, but audiences don't want to think of themselves as Milton. they want to think of themselves yeah. as Peter. And so that's that's how we're in this situation. So, I have an idea on how to fix it. Um, so, the idea would be that um, he gets subverted by having success and money because that's the difference between Peter at the beginning and Peter at like when he's the manager is now he has respect, he has a position of authority, he has um, access to cash that he probably wouldn't have had before. And I think in a different movie, maybe a more traditional Hollywood film, he would then go on to get a nicer apartment, he would go on to get a nice car. Um, maybe not a Porsche um, but uh, he would he, and then mm. Jennifer Aniston who, who liked him for being a lovable schlub now doesn't love him because he's more interested in dressing up nice and going to the work function as, as work function as nice as these things could get and then the ultimate turnaround for that would be I've become what I hate most which is I, I've become Lumberg um, yeah so,
1: which was the that's the movie we did recently um, Greatest Showman that's right. That, that yeah, he track, becomes right. Yeah, that's gets exactly what, gets, that. I become what, what I hate wants. most. Yeah, yeah. He gets what he wants and discovers yeah. that he hates it. My wish,
0: my wish has come true, and I hated it. Thanks, I hate
1: it. Which actually, and that actually happens in the US
0: Office as well to Jim, doesn't it? Yes, he goes on to become a sports agent or whatever it is. No, before and,
1: before that, he gets a job when they 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 split off, and Michael goes to run his own. I forget. I've I forget the exact details. Michael goes off to run his own. Um, rogue paper uh, yeah. company, and they're looking for other bosses. Um, and Jim takes it for a while, or maybe he's doing it while Michael's sick or something. I don't know. Someone fans, big fans right. of the show, correct will be correcting me. I watched it once, it was screaming at way, us yeah. a, a while ago. But um, he, he, yeah, he gets the role. Of thinking, I, I remember the, I remember the, the kind of bone of bone of contention because he he's trying to change the way they do the birthday cake. And he thinks right. this is a simple improvement. This is a real ball like having to do a birthday every time. It's like the number with a number of people in the offices they are always doing birthdays. What if they combined mm. the birthdays thinking it would be really easy, but then everybody gets really shitty. Um, and he, he winds up with a different, a different view for Michael and what, what it is that he does. And he realizes that, um, uh, management is, it's not, it's not what he, what's not what he expected it to be.
0: Yeah. It's harder. Um, and it's a lot more about ticking boxes and, and making sure the calendar works than anything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you think, you think of managers as, as this is not the management podcast. Um, you think of managers <laughs> as, uh... that's, that's, well, maybe we'll do that as a spinoff, Craig and Mike, Craig and Mike talk about management, Craig and, Craig and Mike on management. Um, yeah. you have no idea how quickly people are to defer like people management to other people it's like that's like that's the thing that people hate the most is the people management so any of you people out there aspiring aspiring to be a manager because you'll be the boss um like one if if you aspire to be a manager you're probably not going to make a good manager um because the best managers are the ones that don't want to be there because they they they're they're not there because of some ego they need to be in in control they need to be in charge um, but yeah that's that's my humble take on the situation so normally it's people who don't want to be there that wind up being in, in those positions so or sorry rather i should say it's people who really want to be there that wind up being in those positions because yeah. they're they're on an ego trip but yeah, yeah. um yeah. Hey, um, other end. One thing we haven't talked
1: about that I did want to get to. So obviously, the the, the focus of the movie is uh, is on that white collar, um, particularly software type role, but it expands broader than that. Into any it kind of applies to any white collar it's type of job done
0: generically, right? But, Could be any yeah. office worker. But, but yeah. there's
1: so. But they also they, they have a bit of a take at the that kind of it's it's a, a loosely veiled Tgif um is, is the the restaurant franchise oh the we restaurant do, we, the, don't, the we, we don't we tr- don't ha- yeah we don't have it in new zealand
0: but i i can well I, not anymore but you used to have cop, co, cop and co, which co is, is still, very similar
1: is still around yeah uh,
0: yeah but it's that chain restaurant it's sort chain, of
1: like- chain chain restaurant but really over the top in your face this yeah. is a happy it's the like the disneyland of of restaurants right everybody's got to be happy yeah the staff all have to be uh, bright and smiley and and particularly they have to they have to wear their flair um, which is you know <laughs> uh, silly silly quirky buttons or or whatever yeah name um, tags and buttons so so Jennifer Aniston's character who is the love interest for Peter you know, she she gives she gives Mike judge an opportunity to, to play a little bit in that space as well and explore that kind of restaurant worker. Uh, you know, what it, what it's like to work in a chain restaurant, uh, as, as another example of the kind of horrib- horrible jobs
0: that, that, which, that people have. Which which is it's, has its own spin off film, not not related to Mike Judge, but it's got. A, there's a Ryan Reynolds movie called Waiting, which is about the lives and interactions of a chain restaurant, oh. um, and it's it's actually really good. Um, it's it's dialed up to eleven, um, and it's got everything from um, the, the, the kitchen grill staff who would probably stab you. Uh, to the immensely charming Ryan Reynolds working out front, uh, trying to hit on on everything that walks in the door, to the to the stoner busboys, mm. uh, to the um, to the to the waitresses, uh, and everything, and 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 the party lifestyle that goes mm. along with it. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, the TGI Friday. Sorry to interrupt you. I yeah, just...
1: no, that's all right. I only wanted to touch on it because I just wanted to wanted to say um, Jennifer Aniston is fantastic. I really like her in this in this movie at the time. Um, Yes. So this is 1999. Obviously Um, friends is huge. Everyone everyone in the cast of friends and and they're off time from shooting friends. They're getting movie offers all over the place and and
0: making movies. Huge,
1: huge bankable stars. Um, Yeah. And some more than others, some more than others, but it's, it's, it was pretty easy to brush Jennifer Aniston off as, you know, Hollywood's it girl. She's, um, you know, cover of mag cover of magazines she's dating whoever she's dating brad pitt or whoever brad pitt. um you know it's, it's pretty easy to brush her off but i yeah i i think she's good because in a in a in a span of a few years she does she does this um she voices uh the the mother in the iron giant um which also in 1999 we've talked about that movie on this podcast before one of my absolute favorite movies love that movie to bits and then a few years after in 2002 um, she makes uh, The Good Girl, um, which is also, she's playing a kind of, uh, uh, she's in a, in a dead-end job, she's working in a, it's a, that's a big box store that she's working at, but in that one she's actually the main, she's the main character because she's got a relationship that's not rewarding, but she has an affair with a, a young, a younger guy, Jake Gillenhall, who was, who was um, she meets working at this, at this store, but um yeah, I, I think she, uh, I mean, she, she, it's, it would, would have been easier for her to just phone and phone this in and she's essentially playing Rachel, um, in office space. She was a, you know, a, a mm-hmm.
0: woman working. In, well, Rachel, working Rachel in hospitality. And was, that's, was working in hospitality. So it would so. have been
1: pretty easy for her to just f- dial Rachel into this and just deliver that. Mm. But, but she doesn't, she, she plays her quite differently. Um, and i yeah i i think it's i just I, I noticed it watching it that hey she's actually bringing something quite unique to this and she really well, she really didn't have she's to. acting yeah she's acting
0: yeah yeah she's she's bringing her a game yeah uh, and i i think i think it's uh, like you say i think it's easy to 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 brush her aside and go oh Hollywood hollywoodic girl exactly as you said uh, but no, she's she's a talented actress, um, and um, more importantly, she has real comedic timing. Yep. Um, and uh, she uh, and and she's 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 very she's very charming and very pretty. Um, so it's it's no she was going to be a star, no matter what. Even if Friends didn't happen, she would have been a star. I'm pretty sure of it. But, um, but yeah, she's she's excellent in this. I and can. Ron Livingston is really good in this. Uh, I don't think Ron Livingston gets enough airtime um he's obviously in in band of brothers he's he's kind of in everything for being ron livingston but he's very um he's very of the time when when i watched this with amy she was like oh he looks like everybody from that time period (laughs) yeah he kind of (laughs) does she said she came away from that going he's very bill pullman and and i was like and bill pullman is very bill paxton and so um it's uh yeah he, he unfortunately i think he has a he, is, I like Ron Livingston. I, I, think he's. I think he has a generic quality to him, which I think is probably to his detriment.
1: That's and that's so interesting point. In fact, about this and the the, the casting in general, because it's it's not a big budget movie. Um,
0: and no, they, in fact, it lost money at the cinema. It was it was ten million. It was made for 10 million and 99 money.
1: It's actually amazing. Um, amazing so that, probably like it's amazing. Yeah, that, that they these got, people are in that it. They got Jennifer yeah. Aniston who who was it was a bankable bankable star i think i think, wonder I think if she, she was just actually...
0: keen to do things that weren't friends i think yeah. she was keen to do things that were um, either either she really respected cuz i mean by this point in 99 she has a list of credits um, uh, about as long as your arm um, a lot of it a lot of it friends related and as herself but um, this is um, one of the first films that I think she does uh, where she is actually Jennifer Aniston. Um, yeah, I'm looking,
1: I'm looking at her filmography. So she did Picture Perfect in '97, which I think was her maybe her first movie as a lead.
0: Yeah. And she she's, does... she's in um, the, the, the movie um, She's the One, uh, which I know of because Tom Petty does the soundtrack for it. Um, and then she did Rockstar a couple of years after. Right. Yeah, Rockstar. Um, but yeah, so I think she was definitely keen definitely keen to show she had more than just Rachel from Friends. And she she wanted to show that she was more than um, a haircut.
1: Mm. So. It's it's actually surprising thinking about it now, given that it was probably the goal. And I guess it's I guess the the appeal must have been that this was this was They must have seen this, her or her agent or whoever must have seen this as an opportunity to be in a countercultural zeitgeist type movie. Even though she was essentially playing her character from Friends, um, it's it's that the context is different enough from from a, a you cannot get more mainstream. Mm. Cannot get more middle of the road than friends, and then wanted something, yeah, and t- something with an offbeat tone, even if even if yeah. she
0: wasn't the one bringing the offbeat tone, that comes later with the good girl, yeah. And I think also, um, I, I think she, if I if I remember reading the trivia correctly, that she did all of her stuff in two weeks, and so with the with the shooting schedule and the promotion schedule, mm. that would have been friends in, in the late 90s. By that point, it's a juggernaut of a show, yeah. unstoppable. Yeah um i think she would have been fairly limited in what she could do so i I think it probably probably fortuitous maybe a bit serendipitous that she was able to be in this um but she's definitely and and to the show's credit to the film's credit the the um the promotional material doesn't actually feature her on the poster. She, they don't try to capitalize on having Jennifer Aniston, in it. Mm, and maybe because Jennifer Aniston said that, you know, part of was part of her contract that she wouldn't feature in in the marketing material. That you wouldn't have a glamour shot of Jennifer Aniston in, in a waitress u, uh, uniform. Um, with the hair, but the the with the hair, um, what what they have instead is a picture of um, what you presume to be Milton covered in in, in post-it notes um uh, and then other promotional material actually has milton peering out from around the back of this um construction which further goes to say to me that this film started as a a film about milton and Mm -hmm. then they've had to change it so that it had um, more uh, um, accessible characters Mm. Uh, and so i think that's how that happened but yeah, anyway, I think this film is verging on greatness. It's not far from it.
1: <laughs> it's 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 not far. And hey, it's 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 got enough. It's, it's tapping into the zeitgeist enough that it's it's
0: achieved its its fame. It's yeah, achieved its place as a cult it, classic. And it hits it hits enough of those notes that you you come away from it. It's still to this day watching it now. I feel unsatisfied. The yeah. ending comes out of nowhere um you you kind of either want someone to to get away with it and and to see them live it up because Milton does Milton ends up with the money um and Milton then goes to live in in Mexico and and he's still Milton in Mexico and I think that's kind of the point is that 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 character doesn't Mm. succeed in normal life um but but everybody else's storylines are wrapped up there's a there's a scene at the end where there's an alternate take where uh jennifer Aniston d- doesn't go on to work at tgi fridays or, or whatever the whatever the yeah, the competing restaurant is she she goes to work at hooters uh, which is which is funny in its own right but um, uh, so um unfortunately that character isn't as well fleshed out as some of the other characters in this film yeah um oh, and it, I, whole... I mean just to just sorry while we're talking about kind of disappointing narrative
1: things there's the whole thing at the end uh, again that's that second act Challenge with the second act where they've got a manufacturer a problem between Peter and Joanna, Um, and so he finds out someone in the office tells him that Joanna slept with Lumberg, and he gets really upset and they get into a fight and they break up, Uh, and then later he finds out that it was a different Lumberg. He wasn't talking about Lumberg, his boss. He was talking about some other Lumberg. Yeah, and and that's the whole their kind of their relationship hinges on on that. It's a, a fairly trivial
0: and the whole story is really compressed as well like um i was when i was watching it this time i was trying to figure out how, how long it takes to get from hypnosis to burning a building down and it feels like it feels like it's like a week it feels like it's two weeks tops mm. um whereas i think it in reality it's it's probably meant to happen over a course of months mm. um but yeah everything feels really compressed um yeah
1: because so. their relationship goes from from their first meal to sh- she's wearing his clothes around her house
0: around his house and coming coming to his work coming functions. to his work functions i mean I've yep. definitely made some poor person who I've only just met come to a work function and, <laughs> um, and, 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 they feel really out of place. Um, but hey, sure, whatever, film. Yeah. Uh, Amy, Amy keeps accusing me of wanting realism from things that don't sell realism. Uh, and so she's, uh, so I'll, I'll get funny about rom-coms she's like, no, no, no. Tell me more about how you want uh realism or realistic expectations from this film Uh, a a romantic comedy no no keep keep talking it's like yes yes (laughs) fine whatever (laughs) she's the problem you have is the timeline that that's that's your issue with this film (laughs) it's like
1: "Mm -hmm." (laughs) um so uh look hey uh last thing what do you what do you think happens next what happens next with peter
0: oh he hates that job he's going to have a boss in his next job that he doesn't like that has unrealistic expectations the problem with the film isn't the job it's the person the person is the issue here he um uh Joanna um is immediately going to he he's going to fall in with a bunch of people um, that are going to reward his his anti-authoritarianism um, attitude, and it's only going to embolden his personality. Joanna's not going to hang around. Um, she's she's had a she's also once she figures out she has her own aspirations in life that are beyond working at the restaurant. She's going to she's going to outgrow him instantly. Um, the Michael Michael Bolton is probably probably going to try out for the military and get rejected probably wind up in the u.s in the armed reserve or the national reserve or whatever nadir will probably get bounced once uh once 9-11 comes along he'll, he'll find himself unemployable uh and lumberg will probably get made ceo somewhere at the next job so
1: yeah there's, it's implied that there's this they kind of romanticize blue-collar work um like oh, i'm out i'm out in the as sun. real work i'm out, in, I'm the out sun, in the sun i'm getting exercise like he's not going yeah to wait, put wait up. till it, it starts raining yeah he's in, or, or like like there aren't uh, there aren't a-hole colleagues and or a-hole yeah. bosses and blue for blue collar workers no
0: they've, they've they still exist yeah yeah it's swap, and it, i mean i think i think the yeah the the issue is not is not the Is not the the type of work he's doing. I think I think he's the problem. And your Um, your your
1: knee your knees are
0: going to be fucked by the time you're (laughs) forty (laughs) five. Not to mention the lower back issues that you've got. And then once once uh once once your body is broken from that day labor job that you've got, uh, congrats. What are you going to do now, bud? So uh, I mean I mean don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to give anybody a a hard time. (laughs) works in day labor uh but at the same time like don't romanticize it that's they don't call it backbreaking work for nothing like that isn't a term they came up with lovingly it's because yeah. it jobs you. yeah jobs are jobs are hard all jobs all jobs are hard i feel like he could have gone all he, jobs are he, hard
1: he, he could have been going to he could have been going to school and, and i don't know educating and upskilling or into something that he wanted to, yeah, something maybe. that he
0: wanted to do but. i mean i, I don't know I don't, I'm not blaming people because they don't go to university and get a, you know, all, all of us become doctors and accountants and lawyers. Like, I think a, a world full of nothing but doctors, accountants and lawyers would be a pretty dull world. But uh, at the same time, like maybe maybe take some responsibility for yourself and kind of go, well, the reason I'm in this situation is because uh, assuming that you haven't had like a lifelong experience, uh, uh, haven't had lifelong issues and the cards have been stacked against you take a look at yourself and maybe go what choices did i make that got me here and, and what can i do to turn my life around uh, but i mean gosh here's me talking from wealth and privilege so
1: all right uh we should wrap up there we've gone over time um thank you for listening if you got any got any movies got you got a movie you watched a movie you think hey that one didn't quite work um wonder what what was it about it that I just didn't just didn't tickle me um just didn't had the just didn't scratch that itch
0: um chuckers a, chuck a recommendation. a well, recommendation brother gave you an itch that then left you unable to scratch and then you have yeah. to come to a podcast to to hear about why why or you need someone to help you understand why that itch is still there why it, why it left you unsatisfied
1: yeah um yeah. find us on find us on the socials um yeah and uh <laughs> or don't just come here <laughs> and um yeah yeah we'd, we'd love to hear from you um uh craig uh anything anything else you want to sign off with uh like and subscribe y'all oh hey uh um it's our next episode where we're, we're going to be recording our next one in person
0: we're going to be in the same live. Country. yeah live and in person yeah so that's the, so that's going to the be the dynamic tension will be palpable Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any idea what film you want to do for that one?
1: Oof, I don't know. If it's something, something where we really disagree on, where we can get into
0: a good old, good old Barney over. Oh, oh, we could find something. Fistfights. Yep. That's Lots. that's what that's what the podcasting world needs. More fist Lots. fights. Lots of opportunity.
1: All right, <laughs> um, we're we're, right. we're going to jump
0: off now. You have a good night, Craig. All right, you too, Mike. Bye, y'all.